This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. I am so stoked about this topic because many of my listeners are looking for alternative ways to manage hormonal problems without turning to medications. And Annie is here to save the day. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to share everything that I can with the population that wants to hear it. Yeah. And what I'm really blown away with is that I had the honor of experiencing Annie's magical touch Mm -hmm. and her magical needles, which scared the crap out of me, but you're the only one who can make needles sexy. Oh yeah. Well, that's, (laughs) you have to, everyone is frightened of needles and also it's a gift to be able to trust someone. It's all about the trust. Yeah. So thank you for trusting me. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, technically needles can also can be kind of kinky. So some people aren't necessarily afraid of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, getting kinky with Annie, that's what we're doing. Yeah, let's <laughs> that's get kinky. What we're today. And I swear you, you just really rebooted my whole nervous system. Because when I came into you, like I had a hard day. Yeah. And... <laughs> You know, just like a human day where I was coming in and I was like, and she was like, oh, girl, I got you. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's what is so special and magical about acupuncture is you just listen and then you can create something super powerful for someone. It's really, I'm a conduit of your body Mm -hmm. and going in and doing a couple placement of needles and cupping that's all you needed, babe. Just a little recalibration that day. Yeah, which amazes me. And it, sometimes do you ever get that thought of like you're eating something really weird or you're doing something. You're like, who would have come up with this? Yes. Like who would have thought about putting a little flame under a glass cup and then sticking it to somebody's back and being like, oh, all the shit is removed from you. Like where does that come from? Years and years of practice, but also they had a lot of time on their hands back in the day. I think that they were experimenting a lot and they were having the similar ailments. They were having problems and they wanted answers. And so they were experimenting with science. So let's try out this little cup and we're going to see what it does. We're going to stick needles in your body and see if you like it. But yeah, that's where it all began is experimentation. That's where all medicine really began. And this is ancient Egypt. Oh my God. Ancient. China that you're talking about. China, yeah. But, you know, in Egypt and a lot of different um, old medicines, you find cupping, you find odd oils and herbs and different things that they would put inside and outside of their bodies. Uh, They did a lot of really cool stuff back then. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So how did this, tell me about the Chinese medicine. So the Chinese medicine really started, I believe, in my text reading, they started with fertility. Sexual health was everything in antiquity. It's still everything. It is. It's not <laughs> According to me. According to me. <laughs> well, it really is. It's the way you think. It's the way you feel. It's the way you're balanced, your hormones. I believe that it's the basis of most humans' experiences is the sexual health. Oh. So that's what I love to accentuate. With needles and cups and herbs. Yeah, and her sexy voice. (laughs) And my sexy voice. So, yes, so going to the Chinese history, just, you know, quickly, they knew that if the women were not balanced and if the women were having problems, they weren't going to be yielding good food for the warriors, yielding good children for the families. And so they started paying attention to this. And when women would have painful urination, painful periods, when they weren't fertile, they started donating all of their time to making the women healthy. Oh, that's how it should be, right? I well, and happy too. wife, happy life, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Make that girl good, happy. <laughs> and so they figured out foods, herbs, 
meditations, acupuncture, different activities that would calm the women with these PMS symptoms, mm. that would calm the men when they weren't able to create um, a baby. They were paying close attention to each other back then because they had that time. Um. And so that's where all of the sexual health really began in Chinese medicine was mm. making the families happy again. I love that. You know, that's something that I experienced. I'm going to bring up Thailand a lot right now because it's on my mind. And it's this very recent, my God, I learned so many lessons over there. But because there was so much time and space, it's like my creative process was out of this world. And ideas that I never would have thought about being here because your mind is a lot more busier and my body's more busier and all the things. And I've Mm -hmm. really slowed down since I've been back because it's just so productive for us. It is. Just taking ironically five to 10 minutes a day is so hard for most people to wrap their head around. Mm -hmm. Every morning I have my patients wake up and just be. What are the birds singing? How are you feeling? Mm. How do you want to start your day? Just having those moments regulates your kidneys. Mm. Calming yourself in the morning totally calms down the adrenals that sit atop your kidneys. Guess what the adrenals govern? Sexual hormones. Why are we so horny when we wake up in the morning? (laughs) The kidneys are healthy. Is that why? Absolutely. When men wake up with a good, strong hard-on in the morning, when women wake up with tantalizing Kegel exercises already going on inside of them, that is a sign of good health in Chinese medicine. Uh, That's one of the symptoms that they say. Do you wake up in the morning with strong exuberance, a.k.a. sexual appetite? Yes. That's a good sign. Every day. (laughs) I literally do. I wake up and I'm like, okay, here we go. Oh, you have to. (laughs) What a great way to start your morning. Yeah. A connection, a release, Uh, a gratitude. uh, Wow. Let's all do it. uh, I love that so much. And so you brought up, you were bringing up about the kidneys and about the the adrenals and all this stuff, what does this have to do with Chinese medicine? Well, in Chinese medicine, they usually govern what your symptoms are. They're usually governed by a kidney system. I'm sorry. They're usually governed by an organ system. Mm. Kidneys govern sexual health. So when you're tired or when your libido is down or if your hormones are not up to par, it's due to the kidneys. And so in Chinese medicine, everything relates to kidney health. And that's where all of our treatments begin. So we do herbs, we boost the kidneys with food, we do it with acupuncture, we cup on the lower back to pull out toxins to create a healthier system for the kidneys. And that all trickles down to sexual health. Oh my God, getting kinky in the kitchen with, with kidneys. <laughs> with kidneys. Kinky with the kidneys. Uh-oh. Kinky in the kitchen with kidneys. Mm. Kinky in the kitchen with kidneys. Yeah, I get K. it. <laughs> Kinky kitchen kidneys. So yeah, so that's where today I would love to share things that we can do to boost our kidney health because that will increase all of our sexual energies. So how would somebody know that they might be, are there symptoms that people would be experiencing knowing that Mm -hmm. these aren't functioning correctly? There are. I would say with women and men, right off the bat, libido energy. What, What is libido? Oh my God, so many people send me that their sex drives are gone or that that it's diminished or that there's mismatch between them and their partners. Yeah, that's I would say that's usually the number one symptom that people come in with is low libido, <clears throat> both men and women. Right. Um, and then usually women that come in also complain of endometriosis. <gasps> they complain of cysts. They complain of premenstrual syndromes. Yes. Um, and then men usually come in and they complain of low back pain. They complain of erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. They complain of pre premature ejaculation. So those are some symptoms that I find common in my practice that both men and women share and then individually experience. Um, so yeah, that's where I love being able to get them into a rhythm with their own bodies. And that's where going back to what you said, coming in and being like Annie, having a disheveled day and then recalibrating your system. That's Mm -hmm. what I like to do for my patients. And that's essentially what acupuncture herbs and cupping does is just recalibrate and renew what you already have inside of you. Mm. See, I love that because it brings the person back to 
their body back to their own inner resources. Their own inner unique resources. We Mm -hmm. all have uniqueness. And that's where it's fun to, again, accentuate your inner sexual health. Everyone is different. Mm -hmm. And I love doing partners. When I can do partner and coupled therapies together, wow, Mm. they reunite this internal flame that is so beautiful. It's such an honor to be able to see couples reintegrating into their sexual vibration together. Wait a minute. Do you do the people at the same time? Oh, yeah. What? Are they like holding hands? um, (laughs) Sometimes I have them touching feet. Sometimes I have their heads touching. Sometimes I have them separated because Uh, that's what they need. Yeah. And then we join them. I work with a lot of couples like that. And it's so much fun. Sometimes my my uh, students in my yoga class, I look up and they're in shavasana holding hands, and I'm oh. like, oh my god, I'm like gonna cry. I'm like, this is so good. They want to reunite. Our inner yeah. being wants to unite. Yeah, they, we do. Whether it's with a man or a man or a female and a female, we want to unite oh. with someone that we smell and we chemically just have to take. <laughs> you know, I want you. I wanted to say ravenously take. I'm not sure. Girl, you can say that in the sexiest mm. voice. Say it. Ravenously go. take you down. Oh my God, do it again. Ravenously take you. <laughs> I hope nobody is operating heavy machinery right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so those are some things that I would love to share with uh, all of these beautiful people today is how mm. to, how do we get healthy? How do we get sexual health? How do we obtain it? And a lot of it is definitely. Definitely diet in the kitchen. In the kitchen, getting kinky in the kitchen. Every With day. kidneys. With kidneys. And Annie. And Annie. And, and accentuating. <laughs> so, so ravenously say, cooking ravenously. in that kinky. <laughs> so I'm in my kitchen. Mm hmm. Just in an apron. That's it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it's been so pretty hot. Apron. Are you sure you even want that apron? I don't on? even want the Aren't apron. Are you sweating right now? <laughs> It's too much. You need to hydrate with some delicious mint water. We will be right back with our our sponsors. So we're in the kitchen. In the kitchen. And I'm going through my cupboards. And there's, I'm going to pretend that there's things in the cupboard. Okay. What is in the cupboard? What you shall see in in this kinky kitchen. To increase the libido, we have garlic. Garlic Oof. has been used for so long. Wait a minute. That does not sound like a turn I know, but you would be am- <gasps> you'd be amazed at the chemical components of garlic and onions. Wait, where do you put the garlic? Well, where do you want to put the garlic? <laughs> <laughs> well, the garlic should probably go on the food, but there are certain times where you can actually put in cloves of garlics just inside the labia that does help with yeast infections, that helps wow. with a lot of internal pH balancing going on. Women in Greece, Italy, all the Mediterranean countries do it. Chinese, yes, they do a little bit more um, of Chinese herbs, but garlic, ginger, cinnamon, fennel. Have you ever heard of those what things are, in your what kitchen? Are the, uh, yeah, I cook with them, I bake with them, but what, what are these do? Turmeric, they're oh. warming. They warm the libido. In Chinese medicine, a lot of things are divided into yin and yang. Have you heard of that? Yes. Okay, so you have yin, which is more of a cooling female moon energy. Mm. Then you have the yang, which is male sun warming energy. And so those all balance each other out. And these things that I'm talking about in your kitchen, warm. You want things to warm in order to get circulation, to hormones, getting those tissues lubricated. You need warmth. You don't need cold. Wow. Okay. So that's what those things are designed to do. So by consuming these, now, is there a way that the, you're talking about warming it? Can we get too warm? You can. Like, I'm really warm in this house right now and I'm in LA and it's like. <laughs> you can, you can, you have to balance everything because everyone is unique. Mm-hmm. And so these are just broad items that the Chinese utilize in their foods, just daily things in their kitchen that they throw in. Well, you went to Thailand. <laughs> Don't they drink and eat hot stuff and it's so hot already there? I, it blew my mind. How did they do that? I don't know, but I looked at it and I was like, not even appetized. Oh my god! Until nighttime. And then I was like, give me all the Thai food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of it. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> so if somebody is, somebody who would need that, the heating, the warming element, 
what would they be experiencing that would lead them to need those? Usually cold conditions. So what would that look so like? So women that have cold conditions are women that have usually candida overgrowth. Err. Women that have pH issues that they're constantly getting some type of vaginosis infections. Uh-huh. Endometriosis <gasps> is usually a cold condition. Cold, thick um, product that's just sticking around down in the pelvic flora area mm. that's got to go. Where is it going to go? It needs to go out. And how is it going to go out? It has to be warmed, melted down, and pushed out. And that's where a lot of the warming herbs are helpful in that. Mm. Now, there are women that have heat signs as well. And that's where you have to be under the proper um, the proper watch of a practitioner like myself or an herbalist before you start dabbling with all of these things. Right, Because everyone, right. again, going back, we're unique. We're special. Everybody's body is different. Yeah. So mm. this is just general things that mm-hmm. we look at when it comes to libido. But To get people excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And women usually need a little bit of warmth down there anyways. We're usually kind of cut off from trauma, cut off from social standards, cut off from our genetics. Oh, my God. We I'm have these propensities to where we block. Yeah. We get stuck. That's like an ice cube. Yeah. If you think about it. And so that's where the Chinese medicine of warmth and increasing the yang, the libido, that's where those things start coming into play. Now, would somebody, because once I was working with somebody and they said I had too much heat. Okay. Well, you could be that special person and that's where you have to balance what's going on down there. So as your practitioner, Uh if you had heat issues down there, my first act would be to balance the yin and yang. So by cooling you down gently, but also promoting the yang by not extinguishing it, because we have to have both. We have to have the balance. Mm. So I would cool you down, but yet also protect the yang to get you back into the flow of yin-yang balance. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And then, hey, cupping. Does cupping help Cupping removes heat. You've seen those marks, girl. (laughs) And I use a flame. That's Mm -hmm. a traditional way of cupping. Mm. is you force evacuate heat and toxins out of that pelvic area. Oh, my gosh. So that's another way you can delve into heat and getting it out and removing it. That's amazing. Yeah. So we've talked about the women, especially with the endometriosis. And and do we say pelvic floor plane? (laughs) Pelvic floor. The, The flora of the pelvis is an extraordinary area. You have the bowel. You have the urinary system, and then you have the sexual system all wrapped up in that area. And so it's a real specialized science, in my mind, to getting that area functioning and happy. Uh. And um, it's an honor to be able to know and how to help women get in tune with that because it's a combination of elimination, Mm -hmm. detoxification, and also um, hormone health. Mm. And that's a lot of balancing going on at once there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is natural <laughs> for us women. We're all balancing. Yeah. We're all juggling. We're all... Multitasking. Totally. We're, we're made for it, most mm. of us. How you do one thing is how you do it in the rest of it. So your body doing one thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that all pertains down to basic, again, yin and yang balance. Mm. Balancing the yin and the yang. Balancing the male-female energies down there. So when women have any type of issues backed up down in that area, whether it's constipation, whether it's urinary tract infections, or whether it's endometriosis, Mm -hmm. acupuncture and needling into that area recalibrates that. And using internal herbs and also physical extraction through cupping helps recalibrate that whole area. Mm. I wish people, and that's why I'm, there's, I'm so glad there's such a movement for embodiment these days in the health world, mm-hmm. because if we keep intellectualizing things and we keep just talking about things, it's not, it doesn't move. It's like the energy just stays stagnant. But what you're saying is like, get the, get everything moving, get the shit moving, get yeah. the energy moving, get it, get it flowing, get back down, grounded, get it moved out. So mm-hmm. you can create more space for yourself self, more experience. I always tell my patients, if you're feeling stuck, let go of some stuff, purge so Mm. you can create new things in your life. Mm. And when we're all stuck down in there, libido is concerned. Hormones are concerned. Our sexual health is concerned. Mm -hmm. We got to make space. Yeah. I do that with my closet every couple months. We got to make space. Put new clothes in. Yep. Then there's no space again. (laughs) 
But if we always create a little area of our closet or a little area in our vagina, a little area in our balls <laughs> for that special sacred place of mysticism and unknown, imagine what we could do. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in some really cool outfits then. <laughs> so with <laughs> with men, so we're talking about the women. Do yeah. men also, is this the same, same with the warming element? Well, men can be a little bit different. Men sure. can have cold issues as well when they eat a lot of iced drinks when they're stuck, when they're, when they're blocked down there too. Men have plenty of trauma, just like women. And I always love getting the men in tune with that area. Usually they complain of low back pain, yeah. premature ejaculation, low libido. They cannot stay hard yeah. and they're tired. Mm. A lot of that is due to blockage and coldness and stagnation down there. So with men, no dairy and no ice to drinks and a lot of cinnamon and a lot of movement and exercise for the men usually cures that pretty fast. Wow. And no one wants to give up freaking ice drinks. Yeah. That is one of the hardest things, Kat, for me to tell my women. I'm like, girls, if you want some warmth and you want some libido, men too, if you want to get that going down there, don't drink ice to drink. So what does a piece of ice do? I don't know. It freezes freezes everything. Yeah. Nothing can be moved. Mm -hmm. So of course you're not going to get a good ejaculation. Of course you're not going to get a good orgasm when things are blocked up like a big cube of ice. Oh my gosh. That's so true. And so I have male clients who come in Mm -hmm. explaining those exact things, um, premature ejaculation, difficulty maintaining erections, that kind of thing. And uh, they go, you know, I send them to their doctor first. Always. T, uh, testosterone levels come back normal. Okay. But they're still experiencing the symptoms. Yeah. A lot of that is energy. Yeah. You know, I always say there's the physical, the emotional, and spiritual component of our sexual health. When you have the physical symptoms, Mm -hmm. and if you go and do all the diagnostic testing, you go to the Western doctors, you go to even Eastern doctors, and they're like, you're okay, here, but there's something maybe emotional now. We need to go to another subset of sciences and looking at what's your, what's your emotional state like? Yeah. Okay, if that's all set up, what's some of the spiritual state that you're not, you're blocking? What do you mean by that? Uh, people that aren't in tune with meditating, people that are not in tune with the spiritual resonance of this planet. Mm. Maybe they don't have any belief systems. Maybe they're agnostic, but we're all filled with some type of soul spiritual journey, I believe. Mm. And so when you knock through a lot of these symptoms with the physical, and when you go through a lot of the emotional components and ties with the physical body, I always go to the spiritual component, like what's your spiritual practice? Mm. What do you believe in? What do you want out of this life? Mm. Because that directly remains innate to all of us Mm. and what's our purpose so what i hear from you yeah the word purpose i think so whether you identify as spiritual or not i think that idea of purpose or something that's bigger than you Mm -hmm. this expansive ideology you know there are more people or there are more things happening than beyond me and where am i driving my my actions towards to create yeah And the word spirituality, I think, is a blanket word. And that's just the best way I can impart on purpose. Totally. And and what is your your energy resonance right Mm. now? Like, you are unique and awesome. What are you doing with it? Mm. So when somebody is not feeling on purpose or they're not, you know, creating intention or moving forward with something, their actions, you're seeing this manifest in the body. They're stuck. What's stuck? Their periods are delayed. Mm. Erectile dysfunction is happening. So for me, it's not only just the physical symptom, you have the emotional and the the purposeful soul journey that gets stuck. And that's where releasing the sexual energies can be so powerful. Mm. Unleashing Unleashing. the sexual energy. I I always like to say one of my... (laughs) unofficial mottos is to release happy, horny, healthy women onto this world. <laughs> oh, please. Happy. <laughs> happy, horny, healthy men and women. Yeah. I should say. Yeah. yeah. Both. We need both. Everyone we needs, need the men. everyone needs to get in tune mm-hmm. with their healthy sexual mm-hmm. energies. It's healthy to be sexual. It's healthy to feel horny and be attracted to life. Mm. It's, it's a whole, you know, it's a science to it. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And you've been, so in sexuality, we even, as you were bringing up earlier with the Chinese, that they were very focused on, you know, making um, healthy, happy, horny women. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you also brought in, I think you talked 
briefly about fertility, right? That you've, or maybe that was before the show, we were talking about fertility. Fertility Fertility is everything. In ancient times, when you didn't have a fertile household, you would die. If your animals weren't fertile, they weren't creating a farm. If the plants weren't fertile, they're not creating food. If the women and the men aren't fertile, there's no babies. No babies. And what are you going to do with no people? No farms. Okay. You can't be, well, there's no empire. (laughs) An empire was everything to them. Building community. Mm. And so that's where sexual health had its first buddings. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me about how this, you're getting a lot of clients with fertility for acupuncture. And fertility is a specialty. And there are so many wonderful practitioners out there. But for me, a lot of people come to me with low egg count. I do more of an internal medicine investigation. Mm -hmm. Low egg count when they're trying to freeze their eggs. Low egg egg count in general when they're trying to get pregnant. Women in their 30s, it's hitting them pretty hard. They're turning 30 and these women are exhausted. They're not sexually attracted to themselves. They're not sexually attracted to their partners. What is this? A lot of it's diet. A lot of it is past trauma that they've never released. A lot of it is just basic education about their bodies and not Mm. suppressing Mm -hmm. their menstrual cycle, not trying to hide that they are, have low libidos, getting Mm -hmm. it out, talking about it, Mm -hmm. bringing awareness. They love Mm -hmm. it. Men too. Talking to your body, that body intelligence. Body intelligence. Mm -hmm. Your body wants it. It's Mm -hmm. waiting for you to talk to it. And pay attention Listen to, to it. Me. Hello. I'm trying to talk to you. Yours sounds sexy. Your body. <laughs> when um. my body talks to me, she's like, <laughs> "Listen to me, man." I'm and men too. Men. Gosh, these guys. They don't even know how to talk about their sexual dysfunctions. They don't even know where to begin. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I'm just straight up. I'm like, are you getting hard in the morning? <laughs> tell me, how is your boner in the morning? And they're like, oh, well, um, well, I don't know how to answer that. I'm like, yes, you do. Do you get hard-ons in the morning? It's okay. To, I'm not... I'm your practitioner. I'm yeah. here with you on this journey. Yeah. I'm not going to take advantage of you. are in a safe place. Let's talk yeah. about your penis yeah. and its and its functions. Women, I think, tend to be like, sure, I'm, you know, I'm not wet anymore, or I'm A, B, and C. But men, woo, yeah. not trained to talk about it at all. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I love getting them in tune with their penis stories. Like, let's talk about your penis. What's coming out of it? How does it feel? Um, things like that. So. That's where, uh, you know, libido talk comes in a lot with the men Mm -hmm. and uh, helping them get in tune with their bodies and why they're feeling that way and giving them tools. Mm -hmm. And and the body. So if the body's constantly talking to us, you know, I've talked about this concept of um, hormone cycles. So if we're tuning into the body, it's constantly, you know, it's on this cycle over Mm -hmm. and over again. And when we learn how to listen to it, we gain power in in the unfolding of our body. I love the way you said that, the unfolding. And it is because they figured this out a long time ago. Women are in cycles of seven. And if you think about um, zero to seven years of age, a lot of growing in that, physical growing. And then from seven to 14, we do sexual organ growth. That's when we start figuring out our period cycles, our skin, our, our, our boobs, our vagina, like all of our sexual, we're getting in tune with our bodies Yeah, and men too. Men are in cycles of eight. Women oh, are interesting. a little bit later, a little bit later, but <laughs> women usually cycle at seven and look at the time frame from seven to 14, 14 to 21. That's when women start coming into their emotional bodies. Yeah. So you have this physical component and then you have the transfer of emotional components. Wow. What does that mean? Coming into your emotional. They're starting components. to figure out their self-esteems. Their who they are, their identity, sexual identity, mm. coming in tune with becoming a woman. Those are some really powerful time frames. And those cycles in Chinese medicine are important to pay attention to. Because if you're not going into those cycles in a healthy way physically or emotionally, that's when the Chinese are starting to pay more attention to, okay, let's incorporate this into your into these seven years. Let's start incorporating this into your diet in these seven years so that mm. you can progress in the cycle healthily. 
Oh, wow. I also noticed, too, that women are starting to start their cycles so young. Yeah. They're going into menopause so young. Why is this? Because there's a disruption of the cycles. Earlier on? Earlier on. They're started on on hormones and birth control at 14. Mm -hmm. And so it's messing. We're messing with the cycle system a little bit now in this new age of medicine. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to kind of see the cycles adapt. The cycles are starting to change a little bit in Chinese medicine. They're not like those seven years anymore. What are they more like now? I think they're more stunted. I feel like they're stunting and they're shortening, in my personal opinion. Right, right. What you're with saying. all of the GMOs, fungals, pesticides, and hormones. Heavy metals. Heavy metals. Holy moly. And holy stress. <laughs> holy moly stress in our, not only our food, but our, our planet is under a lot of stress. Wow. So I feel like these kids are maturing so much faster, and women physically are maturing faster, that their egg counts are dropping, men's libido is dropping, because we're not healthy and balanced. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so if we're going based on the ancient Chinese cycles, the seven years for women, yes. so it's zero to seven, and seven to 14, 14 to 21, okay. and then what happens 21 to 28 what is that called so 21 to 28 is our peak <laughs> that that's the peak time for women to Damn it, I'm past my peak. oh well that's if you think about it it's from you know seven all the way up to 28 it's yeah. they look at it kind of like a peak you're at your peak of fertility uh, you're at your it. peak of hormones like you should be your cycle should be regular. You should be at your healthiest from the ages of 28 all the way through that next cycle to 35. Mm. Okay, once 35 hits, what happens to our eggs? What happens to our skin? We're coming down that peak and we're starting the, I don't like this word, but decline. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) But what do we do about the decline? What do we do? We go to Annie with acupuncture Mm. and ravenous cupping. (laughs) But yes, so that's where it's fun to be able to track a woman's age and be like, what cycle is she in? Where Mm. is she in the cycle? Realistically, are we supposed to be boosting these women at 50 with all these hormones, with all these Chinese herbs so they can produce eggs? Is that healthy for the body? Are we stepping out of our, our, our role of being responsible practitioners when that's not in their cycle to be able to do that? I don't know, mm. but I'm seeing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then men and their cycles. Yeah, what's theirs look like? Men's cycles are unique because I feel like they go through a lot of physical change fast. And then there's this push once they hit 22 to 25 and men, I don't feel like get the emotional attention that women tend to crave and get. I feel like men kind of get focused on providing so much and hustling and making money and just providing so much that they don't get that emotional component in their 20s and early 30s and it hits them at 50 you know that midlife crisis Mm -hmm. and there's all this creative energy and all this emotional energy that men never really got to create Mm -hmm. and then it hits them at that age and that's when I think men start kind of becoming unhinged hormonally <laughs> and and emotionally and physically because they're hitting that cycle Ugh. where they're like, what do I do now? Because yeah. they've been so physically dominating for so long that when mm. it's time for the emotional domination to hit with them, they don't know what to do. Mm. And that's where I love getting them at that time and incorporating Chinese medicine and helping them thrive and connecting their emotional bodies with their penises. Because they are never really taught that. Yeah, yeah. So it's really fun to get into the cycle work with my medicine because you can really enhance people and educate people through the cycle system. Now, is there a, a, a... For a lot of these listeners, they are just now starting on this path or they've done so many things that they that haven't worked before. Mm-hmm. Is it too late for them to get into, you know, these helping with their hormones... Oh, it's never too late. Okay. We, hormones are in our bodies till the day we die. Right, right. To the day we die, we produce hormones. Some of them may lack and be lower at certain ages and are in our, or certain cycles, but 
you can support everything in the body. Mm-hmm. And that's where preventative measure and Chinese medicines mm-hmm. are so important for people to start acknowledging now because it's plant-based. It's in our gardens. It's surrounding us. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can help ourselves. We can acknowledge what cycle we're in at 21 or 28 or 36 or 42 or 50 and thrive with that knowledge. Oh, I love that. That's what I want to impart. And a lot of women who are going through menopause or early yeah. menopause or, you know, all this and the hormones are going, doing all their thing and you can help them regulate those symptoms. And I work with a lot of endocrinologists because, you know, I'm a nurse too. So yeah. I love Western medicine. Um, it's, it's a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love incorporating both Western and Eastern medicines oh, which I love. because there are some women that just can't handle not being on hormones and that's okay. I like bridging the gap and splicing in some herbs that help supplement them while they're on the bioidenticals yeah. or whatever regime that they're on, you know, with, when it comes to hormones given by a Western doctor, you can balance so much and protect them long-term with Chinese medicine too. Oh, that's amazing. Quick question. What's bioidentical? So they this? use a lot of different ways now instead of just taking a traditional estrogen pill um, like the old ways now they've formulated bioidentical which are not a synthetic hormone coming in from a lab it's utilizing um, bioidentical utilizing human hormones and using them in creams and using women's Mm. um, own Um, hormone systems to accentuate their their hormones so what i love what you do is you don't seem to have shame for people who are doing one way versus your way oh you're like bring it in let's see how we can there's for me there's all ways and that's where i want people to start thinking this way we are too Mm -hmm. unique of a population of people to only do one style of medicine yeah what a waste do you know how much there is out there for so many different people yeah and so that's why i love working and splicing western and eastern medicine to give people the best potential unlocking the potential of an individual that's so amazing Mm -hmm. yeah because i hear that a lot in the you know in in both sides the western or the alternative worlds and they're like oh don't do that because that's like and then the other one's like oh that's hogwash that's just like woo woo shit and like but I see the benefits of both and you know what those are people's opinions yeah you go to a doctor whether they're eastern or western or who cares (laughs) they're gonna give you their opinion yeah and it's maybe science-based they may have gone to 25 years of education but does it reside within you does it work for your body that's where you have to really investigate Mm. this is a partnership is this working for me just like a love affair just like a roommate or an animal situation it has to be symbiotic empower yourself yeah to take charge of your health and your needs. Exactly. And so Mm. many women, sometimes women have already been through chemotherapy. They've already birthed two or three children. They've done fertility drugs and they get to a point at their forties and they're premenopausal or postmenopausal. They just function better on hormones. Mm. We have to respect that. Yeah. We don't know everyone's process coming, you know, coming to terms with what they're currently dealing with. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have to be responsible and respectful. And I love that. And and there's no, like, nobody owns the truth. You, nobody. You own your own truth. Right. Right? Nobody can tell us that this is it and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so great. You know, as we're talking a lot about this, it's bringing to my mind my experience that I had with you. Yes. Because... I came in, I showed up at her house. I was super like the long day, you know, and my hair's like, Meh. I'm like, okay, we're going to record a podcast. And she goes, okay, we're going to do a session. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going to. so amazing. And you Let put me. Let me show you what's up. With mm, God, I love sharing my experiences with, with practitioners because I think it helps people to know what goes on in those. I shared on my eat play or on my sex love yoga channel, my YouTube channel, I shared an interview I had with my Yoni massage practitioner. Oh. <gasps> it was amazing. It's so uh-huh. important. Yeah. Why are we so, for me, women are so, and men, why mm. are we ashamed? Why do we not want to touch ourselves and get in tune with our 
our bodies. Like that's where I love that you're sharing this powerful knowledge and practice Mm -hmm. with people that really need it. People that are listening to this right now, they are yearning for some sexual enhancement in their life. Hell yeah. Let's give it to them. Let's do it. In the kitchen with kinky kidneys. (laughs) (laughs) And needles. And needles. So tell me more. I want to know. Like tell me a little bit about what you felt. I'm, I'm always curious about it. So she had me lay down and we started with the cupping and the cupping was so, I've had cupping one time, but it was never like, it was not like this experience that I had with you. And it was um, the, I could feel the pressure of the cup on my back as she placed it down and it all of a sudden pulled on my skin. Like I could feel it, but I like, it was so pleasurable to feel Mm -hmm. that pulling. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait till she puts another one on and then you put another one on and I was like oh my god I want another one and another one and another one yeah (laughs) so then I had all these cups and my butt and it just felt really cool and it would and then you would take one off and it would go and you take another Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I could feel just this release and it's it's interesting to 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 say that word release because we talk about release on an everyday basis right but when you're embodied when you're in your body and you feel this it's almost like a like that's the only the only way I can explain the experience is with that sound. And I hope everybody can can understand that that sound as a feeling because it was mm-hmm. it was subtle and at the same time very just like dropping into a deeper layer of release of relaxation. Oh yeah. Right? And and then you had me turn over. And we started with the needles. Mm-hmm. And I think you, and I don't even know, I didn't feel the needles. Good. What I felt was. Well, you felt them after they were in, though. <sighs> yeah. Yes. For sure. Because you put, you put some in my, in my feet, but you put one on my abdominal. Below your, below your belly button. Which mm-hmm. my body spasmed. And I all of a sudden started tearing up and just crying. Mm-hmm. And it was like this, almost like I, I was holding a lot of contraction in my, in my gut that mm-hmm. I didn't even realize I was holding. And then I was just like crying because it was like the release of it. Release. Yet again, release comes up. Creating yeah. space. Creating space. Yeah. And what comes to my mind with that is earlier you were saying how we're cut off from the abdomen down many of us many men and women what do you see in lifestyle wise that's causing that uh definitely dairy (laughs) well i don't eat dairy dairy is huge Mm -hmm. dairy is dampening dairy and sugars if you want to do like a a dietary Uh but energetically I feel like these are old patterns that we are Mm. practicing out of. Patterns that we were ingrained in us by our parents, ingrained in us genetically. Uh, Mm. And how how are we to know how to let that go? Mm. We don't even know what's there half the time. How are we to know how to let it go if we don't even know what it is? Mm. So that's where the act of recalibrating that system by sticking a very gentle needle and it programs that whole line to open up Mm -hmm. and I felt that I felt that for sure and that's the Ren channel that's called the conception vessel and for listeners you can look this up it's called the Ren R-E-N the Ren channel is a celestial channel that starts right here in the throat and goes all the way down through the sexual organs and recirculates and meets another channel through the back. Mm. The ren Mm. and the du are the yin and the yang of the front and the back of the body. And you regulate those with any type of release or sexual trauma or emotional trauma, past Mm. life things. I mean, you can use those, you can just use those alone to mm. help release and heal and recalibrate. Yeah. Annie's getting deep here. She's mm-hmm. like, your past lives and all the things. Well, that's where the Chinese were so sophisticated is they were able to fit, because they believe in their um, 
and their ancestors. They believe that we carry through ancestral energy. Uh. And so that's where they love getting into that mystical, emotional, deep embodiment of who we are. Tapping in, pulling it out, and making it better. Whoosh. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. But that's where you felt, that's where we store a lot of that energy and just one needle, one needle. Look what that did for you. Yeah. And then can you talk about after when you left? Yeah, and then I had another one. You put one in my forehead, and I think just a little bit of blood came out. And you were so excited. You're like, oh, this is wonderful. And I was like, oh. purged. Mm. Blood in Chinese medicine is very sacred. Mm. It's a sacred, delicious, unique fluid Mm. that um, it stores our emotions. They believe that blood stores our emotions. So when blood is being pumped through our bodies and it's erratic and we're angry, it's boiling. Mm-hmm. Or if we're anxious and it's just like pumped up here in the head, mm-hmm. I like to do a gentle release, a little pinprick of a dot of blood. You'd be amazed at how emotionally it can just totally change someone by just one little drop of blood being purged. It recalibrates mm-hmm. the whole system. Mm-hmm. I want our lovers to listen to that because I know that some of us, again, like we said, are afraid of needles. Mm-hmm. But again, my experience was like nil. Like it, it was, I, I didn't feel it. I think I felt the one prick on on my on my head on my head. Yeah. And that was it. But it was I was already like crying and I was already just super surrendered because of all the other stuff and, yeah. and that other release. It's good to open with cupping. I mean it depends. Every practitioner is different, but for me, I really love when you're doing certain treatments, I love opening and creating space first. Yeah. And then being able to help do acupuncture. It's it's such a great tandem treatment. Yeah, it's almost like creating asking for consent you know let me let me allow you to open up first before I go into something that might be a little more um, Mm -hmm. intense Mm -hmm. oof I love that and then when I left there, it was just like, I was like floating. I was grounded floating, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I was like, my feet were on the ground, but I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, so clear minded. And so the things that were coming from the day, I was like, and this is what needs to happen. And this is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I am good to move forward. And you know why? Because you were able to move forward because nothing was holding you back. Mm. And that's where cupping is the force evacuation of stagnant blood in the muscle layer, stagnant energies from traumas in our past, and stress, mm. inflammation, lactic acid. Get it out of our bodies. Get it out. Get it out. Oh, my gosh. Yes. This is this is such a powerful episode for me and I know for everybody out there because it gives you permission to to self-inquire and to advocate for yourself and to look for new ways of healing and to um get embodied like mm-hmm. we talk about every day i talk about it every day i'm like get embodied and when you heal yourself look at what happens around you you're able to listen better you're able to be more compassionate and share your experience of healing with others. And that's what we all, we're all in need of it right now. Mm-hmm. The collective needs embodiment. Mm-hmm. We need to embody with each other. Mm-hmm. Let's Instead get out of, of the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of separating ourselves and getting into heady spaces, let's just get into our spirit and accentuate each other. I keep using the word accentuate. Accentuate and ravenous. Beautiful. It's the word of the those day. Those words are going on my list. So I have a list of words that feel really good in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And those two words are going to go on it. Yeah. Oh my God. Say it again. Accentuate ravenously, oh, accentuate so, yourself. Oh my god, oh my god. It's Friday the 13th, too. Isn't this a lucky day? <laughs> yeah. Can you believe it? Totally. Wow. This was so awesome. And I'm I'm like everything that you've said is just amazing. And I wonder if in <clears throat> if you could give everybody three takeaways that they can take with them today or they can start on their journey. Yeah, I I always like to do herbs. I like to give simple herbs for men and women, just to kind of general herbs that you can take that help um, help your sexual health. And uh, for women, I love Donggui. Mm. Donggui is a beautiful single herb that tonifies the blood, helps rectify hormone balance, and is really good at getting the uterus and cervical health in order down there. Mm. I always like to say it's important to, you know, speak with a practitioner before you go down any road of ingesting herbs. But 
Dongwei is like the powerful female herb in my mind. That's one that I use almost on every single patient. Mm. With men, I love, um, it, it, it's called it Dujong, and it's a deer antler extract. So it's not for the vegan men. <laughs> do we need no, to do plant medicine? No, you're good. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff for men that have super low libido. Oh. And it's the most young because it's growing fast. And it's um, the, the, uh, the natural, um, what's it called? The deer antlers that naturally fall off. Yeah. They gather them in the forest. They chop them up. They dry them. And they make these young tonics for men. But mainly cinnamon. If we want to go vegan, <laughs> men, it's cinnamon. Cinnamon will always help them stay warm in the kidneys. Oh, I put that in my lattes. There you go. Mm. And then takeaways also I think that are important for uh, both men and women is explore yourself. Mm. Utilize Chinese medicine to explore your body. And acupressure and Chinese herbs and cupping are really fun to explore different areas of your body that may need some accentuation, mm -hmm. that need balancing. Mm -hmm. um, some really great pressure points, for instance, that I always love to give to patients are just on the side of the temples. If you have any type of headaches or stress, you can just massage like a gentle lavender oil or chamomile or anything like that right on the sides of your temples right where that soft space is where your eyebrow ends mm -hmm. those are great areas just to stop press and take a nice deep breath and mm -hmm. it helps recalibrate the whole system right I there do that. it's yeah. really important and then um so takeaways for explaining the history of how fertility began and uh sexual health and behavioral medicine began a long time ago so I always like to educate people and remind them this isn't anything new. We've been going through sexual health for many, many, many years. And so it's it's fun to educate people on that and just oh. let them know that there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed of. Let the shame go. Let's let's get people into their bodies. Yeah, let's move forward. Yeah. <laughs> let's feel good. Let's yeah. tune into pleasure. Tune into pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people find out more about you or how to work with you? Well, my website is is pretty easy. It's pretty basic. You can read a little bit more of my history and what I do um, on my website. But I'm in the Palisades and I'm in Malibu. In California. California. Oh, yeah. In, yes, California. in California. Close to the beach. That's where you'll find me. Amazing. So you can go to our website. This will be in the show notes. Okay. And is it Annie Gigliotti or what's your? Yeah, it's um, b-well.org. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, makes sense. Be well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. This was such a great episode. I've enjoyed working with you and talking with you. Oof. Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this show, please head to eplaysex.com to subscribe to my show, connect with me, and grab all my sexy guides because my goal is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which obviously will improve every aspect of your life <laughs> we'll see you again next time on eat play sex because sex matters thanks for tuning in lovers don't forget to subscribe to the channel you can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com until next time don't forget to nourish your sex life <laughs>